Join me right now on Kumite TV. It's Jamaican Bantamweight Sensation, O'Day Osborne. What's going on, O'Day? What's going on, my man? What's going on? Or Jamaica, we say, Wagwan, man. Wagwan. Wagwan. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, you're going to get some uh, big exposure pretty soon, man, on ESPN. You know, a lot of people might not know who you are, even though you've been on the grind for years now. Who is O'Day Osborne? Where are you from? What is your sporting background? Man, O'Day Osborne came up out the mud. Literally, man. Literally, O'Day Osborne came up out the mud. And when it, like I said before, man, when it comes to like exposure and, you know, uh, I've, I've been in this game for a long time and I've kind of, I've, I've like super, I've like surpassed where I'm like, oh man, I want everyone to pay attention to me. Um, I do care. I do want people to know who I am, but not for the reasons that I used to want people to know who I am. I want people to know who I am because, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit about why, but, um, I'll touch on my background. I, I was born and raised in Jamaica, uh, Kingston, Jamaica, actually, um, I grew up there. I left the States. I mean, I left to the States when I was about nine years old. And I told this story to everybody, man. I remember when I was seven years old, running around, climbing trees, barefoot. I would look up in the sky at the airplanes, like, you know, uh, flying overhead. And I would see the airplanes, man. And I had this divine intervention. And I had the, that feeling in my, like, in my soul that I was meant for something great. Like, I thought, like, man, I need to be on that plane. Cause I know my mission is, is, is to do something great somewhere so I can either help my country or do something that God has me, uh, planned to do. Um, that's always been my, my story, man. Ever since I was a kid, I've always remember that day, just always looking up, looking up at the airplanes, having that feeling that, that destined, that I was destined to be something great, man. And I, I just, I didn't know what it was. But I always grind, grind, like, I, I always just, like, you know, grind to be something. And I never knew what I was meant to be, but I always was just, like, a super hard worker. And I didn't know what I was working for, but I just always did that, man. I, um, I'm grateful now. I'm honestly blessed because, like I said, man, we didn't have much in Jamaica growing up. And now even the opportunity to fight in Las Vegas is is a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you come from, like, when you, you know what I'm saying? When you come from, from not having a lot, to now having a just something simple as a car like that's that means more to me than anything you know what i'm saying like like money to me means absolutely nothing um it, it don't mean anything to me like i don't like people should never attach money to my name i want to make a lot of money so i can help a lot of people now that's a different story you know what i'm saying i want to be able to to have money so i can have reach in the community no i no i was gonna say i, I don't know if you know this i i also work in a i work in a school so I would love for my kids um, who also face similar backgrounds that, you know, didn't do much, like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the kids have had people tell them that they're not going to be anything in life or, you know, they grew up in rough situations. So I would love for them to see somebody just like them make it out the mud, you know what I'm saying? And say, forget what people say about you and stick to your passion. Because if you stick to your passion and you grind every single day, it can happen. No matter what people say, it can happen. And they're, they're, you know, it, it should give them hope. It should give the kids I work with in the school hope that they one day can be whatever, it, whatever they want to be. You know, like there, there's all this saying in movies and books and stuff, you can be whatever you want to be. And I want to be that, that stature to, to them to show them that, they really can be whatever they want to be in life. Uh, you know what I mean? So, yeah, man.
Well, you are doing it, man. You're doing it with action, not just words. You know, you're stressing yourself right now, but you are going out there, putting in the work, getting out there, fighting, and building a great record. You know, your professional record sits at 7-2. and two. You know, when you look back at that, you know, those nine fights, what were some of the pivotal moments in your career that has propelled you to where you are at right now? Pivotal moments in my career, definitely. I would say one of the most, um, the moment that really had a, huge like drastic impact on me that really uh grew me as a fighter and as a person and made me climb out the well and become who i am today was when my trainer of five years uh died in a motorcycle accident and you know now after that that's what i had after that i had my first two losses man i didn't you know what i mean I, i've it was it was always been just me and my mom growing up so i never really had like um a father, I have a stepdad now, but I never really have like a really a father figure in my life to to really push me and teach me discipline and stuff like that. And when uh, I lost my trainer, man, that 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 was um, it was it was it was definitely difficult. And then I had to go to a different gym, um, who that gym had a had a different way of teaching. You know what I mean? Different style of teaching um, than what I was used to. My my trainer was used to uh, you know what I mean. He motivated me and he taught me. Um, how to be a man, how to, how to be just and how to, how to live and how to, how to be a martial artist. And he believed in me. And, you know, the gym I left to was completely different. They're more like military uh, mindset kind of, you know, I'm not, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it wasn't for me. And I think um, having those first two losses, man, I, like I, I never lost my amateur career, never lost as a pro. And then coming like, you know, two back-to-back losses after losing my trainer Man, I had like some dark times where I thought like I was gonna quit fighting for once for one split second. I just I just did not I I didn't enjoy it anymore, man. It, it kind of you know what I mean. Like it just it, it didn't um I didn't I lost the fun in fighting, you know. But man, I found uh, Pure Vita where I'm at right now, and then uh, my now my wrestling coach now at the gym. Um, he was actually my high school and college wrestling coach, and he's my wrestling coach now in fighting. Um, you know, he's always believed in me and, and told me I, I was going to be great things. And, you know, I, that's, I, that's the thing that, that I think uh, really made me who I am today is that I, I was fortunate to have people that believe in me in my life. And that's all it takes, man. And it's just one or two people to believe in you to get that spark. You know what I'm saying? It's all you need. All someone ever needs is that spark. It's that once you get that spark and um, that's all you need, man. Just one little kick in the butt. You know what I mean? Once you get that little boom. Then you got it, and once you once you get it, and you got it, you take off, and you just go, and you never stop grinding. Every, you know, and that's what it's become for me. I just I've never stopped, and um, I I always want my the kids that work with in my school to see that I never stop trying for what I want to believe, what I want to achieve, and so that when they fail at something like a test or you know something simple that they can't you know find something online, I'm like man, I, I I tell them that every time, like don't ever stop, you know, keep doing what you want to keep keep. Uh, pursuing your dreams don't don't stop you fail at this test now but you might get an a on the next one if you study and you do you grind so safe to say your first trainer a piece of him is always entering the cage with you and it's going to be the same way on july 16th when you make your contender series debut you predicted this i watched the interview last year in october when you said hey i will be on the contender series or i'll be in the ufc by next summer and here you we here we are I, I know, you know, it's crazy. I did, I had an interview with the same guy today again, and I predicted this. Um, 
I predicted this about six months ago. Six months ago, I said, I'm going to be in the Contender Series in summer and in the UFC. I will do this because, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, I'm Jamaican, man. That's what we do. We, we're like some of the hardest working people you'll ever meet are, are Jamaicans, man. We work super hard. Uh, the fastest man in the world is Jamaican. You know, you say both. I'm about to be the fastest man in the octagon. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched my fights, but I'm, I'm literally lightning fast. And I, you know, but the difference is I know how to use my speed to where people just kind of, people just kind of use, um, wasted motion, wasted speed. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very composed in my speed. But yeah, man, I'm like a fortune, a fortune teller out there, man. <laughs> well, the fastest man in the world is Jamaican, and actually the most famous fortune teller is Jamaican, too. No kidding. No kidding. You know who that I is? Know, I, I, no, I, think I do you're, not. I think you might be too young to remember Miss Cleo. Oh, yeah. Call me now for your free reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm surprised you remember that. That's crazy. I, that's, that's, that's a, uh, all Jamaicans know Miss Cleo. Yeah, man. I loved her, man. She was great. She was yeah, great. Uh, Call me now well, for your free reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I used to be on the BET, you know, a lot when I was young, so. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. All right. You're facing Armando Villarreal. You know, what are your yeah. thoughts on him and how he stacks up against you? Um, My thoughts on Armando Villarreal um, and how he stacks up against me. I would say that he doesn't pose much of a threat in any position uh, when i say that um i'm not underestimating him you know what i mean i'm not at all underestimating him but i don't see a possible way that he could threaten me on the feet or on the ground um here's why on the feet I, I I feel that I'm going to give him so much sauce, so much heat that he's just going to, sh- you know, he, do what he does when he gets, when he gets heat, he shoots aimlessly and he's going to shoot. And, you know, he, he adapted wrestling. He, he didn't grow up. I don't think he wrestled in high school or whatever. Or, or co- I wrestled in high school and college. I had, I have one of the best wrestling coaches, Ben Holmes. And, um, you know, he only um, started MMA wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Like, He's gonna he's gonna shoot and he's gonna feel what it's like to to shoot up against a, a wrestler and he's gonna be like oh snap you know what I mean um, <clears throat> it's like there's a there's a there's a scene in Batman right where where Bane meets Batman and you know Bane would uh, Bane meets Batman in the city and Batman punches him up boom 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 and Bane grabs him right Bane breaks him over his shoulders sorry breaks him over his knees and he's like you know. Uh, Batman cuts the lights off, you know, because Batman's Batman. He cuts the lights off. So he's like, I'm good in the dark. So he boom and hits the light switch, right? Cuts the lights off, and Bane right. laughs at him. He laughs at him because he's like, Batman, you just adapted the dark. Like I was molded by the dark. Like I, this is dark and this is me. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel about Armando. If he if he if he tries to take me down, I'm like, you can try to take me down, but this I'm the that's that's what I grew up wrestling. If you coming into my world, that's fine. You know what I mean? And and okay, uh, by some fluke. He catches me in a in an exchange on a takedown. I'm gonna explode up, or I'm gonna snap a submission on. Um, I'm just very explosive. I don't I don't see him just keeping up. You know what I'm saying? Like my fast twitch reflexes. Like now that I don't have school, I'm I'm on summer vacation. I'm able to train three or four times a day. Uh, three or four times a day. Usually, I'm only able to get one training session in a day. 
before my fights. And I trained one training session in a day before my fights because I have school. Now I'm able to get three or four. Man, you're dealing with a whole other animal. It's like, like I, the mindset I have is that I'm just going to grab him and, 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 and squeeze and he's going to disintegrate like Thanos. But <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a level that my mentality is, is at right now. Hitting, hitting three or four a day. That's, that's what my, my reflexes are, are, are supercharged. You know what I mean? Like, it's supercharged. So I'm going to put on a performance that I've never, ever put on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I, it's, it's going to be even interesting for me because I don't even know what I can do. I know it's going to be, I know it's going to be some gangster shit, <laughs> you know, but I know it's going to be something spectacular for, uh, for the fans and for everyone that wants, I know Dana White wants to see exciting, you know, he wants to see excitement. So, um, it's going to be good for him because I feel like, um, there's a, there's a old movie I used to watch called never back down. Right. And he, uh, the saying, one of my favorite quotes, you got to give the people what they want. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give the people what they want. And I feel like, like no one's ever really seen true martial arts. Like I am like the Picasso of MMA. Like they thought Conor McGregor was this like, Oh man, awesome fighter. You know, like he's, he just goes out there and does crazy. Like, you know, they're like, I'm about to sh like, Ali said it, I'm about to shake up the world. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good, man. It's going to be really, really good to, to like, uh, unleash me into the world. And I'm, I'm saying all this, not out of being cocky, but just confident. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very confident in my abilities because, um, I don't, I don't really have a lot to lose. You know, um, I love fighting. I really do. I love fighting. I'm, I'm willing to go out there and give it my all. And my coach has made a comment. He's like, you know, Armando, he don't like to quit. <laughs> You know, I thought to my head, like, he doesn't like to quit. Well, I guess he's going to, like, need to die then. You know what I'm saying? That's, a, that's his only way out. He's either the ref stops it or he dies in there by my hands. You know, it sounds a little violent, but that's 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 a level, that's where my, my, my that's where I'm at right now. You go to Vegas, you know, you have the performance of your life. Dana White calls you, you get that contract. You know, you enter the UFC Bantamweight rankings. What separates you from everybody else? What separates me from everybody else, like I said, I feel like I am the Picasso of MMA. I can literally do anything I want to do whenever, uh, however I want. Like, usually people visualize, when they're in a cage, they visualize. Like, when they're in that fight situation, right? They're like, okay, I'm going to throw this jab. I'm going to throw this cross. Or, oh, I'm going to throw a head kick. So, for me, it doesn't look like a jab or a cross or a head kick. It looks like one brush stroke, right? So, for instance, for me, I'm visualizing, okay, jab, cross, uh, boom, boom, boom. If I hit him, I'm going to connect. If he steps back, I'm going to throw a head kick. If he steps back from that, I'm going to throw a spinning back fist into a takedown. And, you know what I'm saying? I see multiple different variables in one brush stroke all in like 0.1 uh, second. You know, I can, I, it just, it's, it's just like, it's like, a, it's like a brush stroke image that I see so vivid when I fight. That's why I always say I'm the Picasso of MMA, and uh, I, I think that separates me from everybody else. All right, one last thing before I let you go. A fellow Jamaican, Aljamain Sterling, is at the top of the division in the UFC. They're proposing that he fights Peter Yan for the interim title in Russia. Give me your breakdown of that fight, because I know you've been watching these guys, right? 
I, you know what's crazy? I really don't watch MMA that much. I really don't watch fighting, man. Um, I, I, I have, I think life is about balance, right? It is about balance. Too much of one thing is, is not good. And I'm all like, I'm all about my balance, man. Like, I, that's why I work in a school with kids because I feel that, um, me giving back to the community and society is one thing. But another thing is that I need them sometimes more than they need me. And I love, you know, my, my like, just disconnecting sometimes. Sometimes I just disconnect from fighting when I'm outside of the gym. And that's my, like, that's my, that's my balance right there. And, um, whenever I'm in the gym, I think I need that balance from the school or from the kids. Sometimes they stress me out. You know what I mean? But I really don't, I really don't watch fighting that much. I don't get super in depth into it. Um, like I said, I used to a lot, a lot of times, you know, I used to be all into it and all, I used to watch all the fights all the time. And I used to do, you know, all, all that stuff. Um, and I started training, I, I used to train at Rufus Sport, man. I, I've seen, I, you know, I used to train with Tyrone Woodley, Anthony Pettis, Sergio Pettis, all those guys. So even when I meet UFC fighters, I went to Vegas at the uh, UFC facility and I met Benavidez and all those guys. And I was just like, that's cool. It didn't really mean much to me, man. Like at, at this point in my life, like I'm, I'm so, I'm so far past all that. Like I'm, I'm, I know how great I am. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, the UFC um, means it, it will mean a lot to me. But those fighters don't mean much to me um, because I know what I want to accomplish. And, that, and I, I, as another fellow Jamaican, I hope he does his thing because we got to support each other. Not, you know what I mean? One Jamaican to another. Like, I, I, you know, I respect him because he's Jamaican. We gotta, we gotta, there's not a lot of us out, out there doing, doing these things. And we got to support each other. But as opposed, you know, when it comes to... Uh, you know, all these other fighters, I'm just like, you know what? They're, they're just, they're humans, man. People are people. It don't matter if they're in the UFC, if they're famous actors, if they're the president of the United States, people are people and the titles don't mean nothing to me anymore. Um, I, I, that's just how I look at life, man. You know what I mean? Like what separates the fastest man in the world from me? Nothing. Just that he's a little bit more faster than me. What separates Albert Einstein from me? Nothing. He's not, he's a little bit more smarter than me. At the end of the day, if I cut him, he bleeds just like myself. So that, you know what I mean? That, that's just how I view people in life. I really don't get like, oh my God, let's get an autograph or a picture. Now I will, let's get a picture just for the fans and stuff like that. But um, I used to, I, I, I think I, I've grown up a lot um, over the years. And I think um, I tried to make a lot of mistakes to grow up. You know what I mean? So that I'm blessed that I've had to have, I'm blessed that I've had that, uh, to make those mistakes because I wouldn't be where I am today if it, if I was if it wasn't for um, struggles and you know I was actually talking to my wrestling coach Ben last night and uh, speaking of struggles I ended up dude I ended up giving a homeless guy some money right and like five minutes after I gave him some homeless guy some money I ended up losing my wallet so it ended up getting stolen like five minutes after that you know but that's just that's just the, you know life testing you. And I didn't even get mad. Like me and Ben, we laughed about it because it's just you know the irony of it. Not just that, but I'm, I'm able to have a driver's license that I got stolen, and a, and a um um I got my card stolen, my um Visa card or whatever. But all that's all that's replaceable. I can go on my phone and lock all that stuff. You know what I mean? So it can be used. But all that's replaceable. I didn't get mad or upset about it. It was just like you know what, that's cool. It, I'm, I'm gonna get it all replaced, and you know I'm blessed to be able to have something to get stolen. You know. All right, man. Well, July 16th, man, we're going to see you step into that cage at Dana White's Contender Series in Las Vegas, Nevada. 
It was it's good, man. Talking to you, man, all day, and uh, hopefully we get many more chats in the future when you're in the UFC. Oh, no doubt, for sure, man. Um, always feel free to hit me up anytime because um, I always look out for the people that you know reach out to me when I'm a nobody. You know what I mean? When I when I am up there and people try to reach out to me when I'm up there, I'm gonna be like, you know, I'll pencil you in with my manager over here. But my guy from Asia who reached out when I was a nobody, he can get first place in line for sure. <laughs> you know. No doubt, man. No doubt. I appreciate that.